Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have the Western Wonder, and this is going to be our movie news segment. So do me a favor, show us some class, and smash that like button, smash that comment button, and tell us what you think of Movie Lovers Unite. Also, too, give us a five-star review over at Movie Lovers Unite on all major podcast platforms. It helps other people to be able to find our podcast. And with further ado, let's go on ahead. Let's do this. I'm excited to be able to do some movie news. And how are you doing, Western? I'm Westernly. Uh, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm Southernly. Doing good. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. Yes, it will. But yeah, guys, so this is our first news segment in a while. And so it's going to be a little bit different, a different type of format on how I'm going to be handling it. So I hope you guys enjoy it. But here's the thing. This is actually going to give you a little bit of context, and then you can form your own opinions and tell us what your opinions are, because they might be different than ours. So let's go ahead. Let's go and dive into it. So I want to So what I want to do is I want to break into, before we actually do the big news with Barbie, I do want us to talk about Blue Beetle. Oh, and yes. so based on your report with Rotten Tomatoes, what was the Rotten Tomatoes score that you, that you found? Um, well, the latest one that I sent you, it was in the 80s, but I think it's dropped down to 79 for the critic score. I I think okay. the audience score is so far still in the 90s. So that, that seems good. That sounds good. That sounds good, but I'm hoping that people will go out and support this movie. DC definitely needs a win. This is also, some people are saying this is actually um, the last DCU movie. I want to say that's actually false because of the fact that this is a DCU property that's supposed to jumpstart the DCU. Uh, and I think that you need a movie like Blue Beetle come out that's fun. It's lightheartedness. It also, mm -hmm. has a, it also has a lot of things working for itself. You also have the main actor that played in Cobra Kai in this movie. Then also too, it's also the very first Latino superhero. So I'm hoping that people go out and support it because of those reasons be just like how Black Panther was able to pull that off with being the first black superhero for uh, representation for people of color which is something that I think that was a beautiful thing about the Black Panther movie. So what do you think whenever you see the score and things like that? Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think uh, Blue Beetle kind of bodes well in terms of you know, maybe box office legs and how everybody receives it. I, I think it, uh, coming into it, it, it has a lot more uh, going for it compared to you know, some of DC's earlier fans from this year, such as Shazam and The Flash. So, you know, it's, it's got a lot of pieces in there. It's a very diverse cast going forward. Uh, visuals look interesting, you know. Uh, it also helps that it's not too competitive a weekend in terms of new offerings. You know, you just got another movie that's about foul-mouthed dogs, <laughs> voiced by Will Ferrell right. and David Fox. I don't know if that's going to do much, but you know. It's <laughs> I don't see strays. I don't see Barbie bitch-slapping strays. I I'm sorry. I just don't see her... Uh, slapping those strays down and be like, no, this is my number one spot. But I do see Blue Beetle probably being number two and Barbie being number one still. Yeah. And I want I this movie to be a yeah. success. Yeah, I think I think it's, it's time for Oppenheimer to, to drop down. <laughs> it's, it's time. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, okay, so opening weekend range, they're ranging it between 22 to 32 million, which is actually pretty good for a DC film yeah, and stuff like that. And also, too, this is actually the lowest budget DC film that we've had. Oh, really? I want to say it is because let me look at the budget real quick. It's 120 million. That's actually a little bit less than 150 million dollars than what we had with that's still, that's still money because that's not yeah. counting the marketing. <laughs> Yeah, that does not count the marketing team or anything like that. But I'm hoping that it draws in the crowd from the Cobra Kai series, draws in the crowd from the Latino community and stuff like that. Some people are like, well, what about George Lopez? Is George Lopez? I know how. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't like Batman. Batman's a fascist. He's a no. fascist. I know I'm. <laughs> oh, Mio. But no, uh, but no, here's the thing, though. I don't see people going for George Lopez. George no, Lopez or time. <laughs> right. I don't see that them being the forefront. I see it landing for Cobra Kai and straying into to with uh the, the lead actor, the actor from Cobra Kai, and drawing yeah. in that crowd. And I'm actually one of those people that they would actually draw her in mm-hmm. as well, because I'm a huge Cobra Kai fan. Oh, there you go. But Strays well, Wolf Counter has an R-rated... <laughs> right, but also, too, if you think about it, though, Strays Wolf Counter has an R-rated comedy with a voice cast led by Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx, and, uh, as the first bona fide, unintended comedy to open since Barbie. There remains some sleeper potential, a L.A. fellow August Openers, Good Boys 2019, and Sausage Party 2016. Yeah. But Barbie and Oppenheimer will remain mostly uncontested for each uh, one's primary audience in their fifth weekend of release. Some favorites noted, uh, noted. But yeah. Yeah. Start, start difference. Because the Blue Beetle opened with uh, over three million in previews. Strange just did over a million. <laughs> I don't even know what the Sundance movie did. Uh, Landscape with Invisible Hand. I didn't. I hardly saw a promo for that one. So. <laughs> I, that I, was- I actually had a friend of mine that asked me this the other day, right? He said, do you think that people have fatigued of comic book based movies? I said, no. I think they're tired of getting cheaply made comic book movies for expensive price mm. for example you have a 200 150 million dollar uh price tag or a 250 million dollar price tag trying to make money on the box office yeah and you have to work twice as hard to earn your money back so i think that blue beetle has a fighting chance at being number one um i'm gonna go on ahead and bump up the numbers a little bit it said uh, basically the numbers would be particularly uh, twenty-two to thirty-two million. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say generously it'll be forty million. That's that's very generous. You're doing better than me. I'm I'm doing probably twenty-five at the most. I'm not yep. sold on it beating Barbie. I, I feel like if it doesn't, then definitely it's the September releases. Well, the Equalizer or Expendables will definitely knock it out. But <laughs> here's the thing though, Expendables has been out since 2010. It's a long-term franchise. Right. So whenever I look at terms as long run franchises, I'm looking at uh, the new Tom Cruise movie that didn't do so well. I'm looking at Mission Impossible. <laughs> that, get this. That's over a decade since that franchise started. It started in the 90s and it worked its yeah. way up all the way down. That's almost so 30 years. <laughs> yeah, almost 30 years with this franchise. I don't know if people are getting tired of the Tom Cruise schnick where basically it's like going in for uh, what can Tom do to beat out his other stunts versus watching a spy type film. I mean, you can't have enough of him just jumping off of planes and stuff. I mean, that's there's plenty more movies to be made around that. Right, there's there's some more stuff he can do. There's swimming with sharks. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> right, needs to be exactly. in a Meg movie. <laughs> How about this? Uh, Mission Impossible Open One. <laughs> Brilliant idea. You can get Jason Statham and have a Meg crossover. It'll be a big hit. <laughs> uh, hopefully it'll have a better hit than what it did on opening weekend for Meg 2. But Meg 2 did better overseas than it did in the U.S. though. <laughs> do mean so, to do that on purpose. Overseas. <laughs> <laughs> you know me and my puns, Western. You know me and my puns. You know, <laughs> you know I, I know what they say about your puns. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say about those uh, truck movies. Oh, yeah, they, they stay bite. out of the water. <laughs> they bite. Hard. Okay. <laughs> okay, so with that out of the way, um, I do want us to talk about Has- Hasbro. Hasbro, that's my favorite. <laughs> Hasbro, it sounds like a an old British mate. <laughs> Hasbro, I'll have a Hasbro. <laughs> well, yeah, there is uh, some news about Hasbro that I have up here. Uh, well, recently they just announced Entertainment Division. 
that'll be uh, working on some of their IPs. For those that don't know what that stands for, that stands for intellectual properties. Um, and some of their properties would include the usual not so surprising brands that they've already worked on, such as Transformers, G.I. Joe, My Little Pony, Peppa Pig, and uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, recently had a movie. Um, and some surprising choices are also on the list, such as uh, Nerf, Play-Doh, and Magic the Gathering. Okay, so I just saw the thing for Nerf uh, just before we went live. Make me I had no idea that was a Hasbro thing <laughs> until you mentioned it. I tagged one of my friends and said, you know what? This would have been perfect in the 90s for us. All they had to do was film us doing stupid crap with Nerf right. guns. That the would Nerf, be it. The movie directed by John. <laughs> Make them shoot like you never see them shoot before. Watch them as they jump, as they fly through the air. Sometimes they shoot their friends with Nerf. But no, um, I think it's interesting for them to do a Nerf hype movie. I just don't know how you would do a Nerf movie. That, unless it's going to be animated or something within that realm. Play-Doh, I can see. Yeah, Play-Doh, like I can already automatically tell that's probably animated going straight to stop animated at that. <laughs> do you see it streaming. being stop animated or do you see it being more of the 3D? Anime? Probably the 3D CGI. I don't see it being traditionally animated at all. <laughs> Okay. You see, I think that Play-Doh is perfect whenever you think of the terms of like Gumby and things like that back in those days. Mm -hmm. That would be the time that you would want a, a Play-Doh movie. You know what I mean? In the 80s. People play with, uh, kids play with Play-Doh but it's not as heavy as it was back in the 80s to the mm -hmm. 90s because I remember playing with a bunch of, of Play-Doh stuff. It's Play-Doh. <laughs> exactly. But you remember all the other stuff that you used to have with it. You can make pizza. You can make all this other stuff with it. I don't see them doing, they, I don't see that much Play-Doh stuff like I did back in those days. They, any accessories. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Play-Doh's kind of died down <laughs> in recent years. And which I was going to bring up uh, Mattel in their lineup because it's, it's, it's a stark difference. I think their lineup is more diverse. So get this. But Mattel, let's go back with, oh, 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 hold on. Did you want to talk I about I want to go back with Hosborough. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Because there are some properties that I find interesting. Aside from the Play-Doh, My Little Pony, uh, like some of the stuff John... movies. <laughs> <laughs> my friend John busts my balls all the time and everything. You know you want to see that movie. I said, no, no, no. You know you want to. You know what they say about the ponies. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ride. Anyway, okay. So the things that I find interesting is Magic: The Gathering. I'm a huge Magic. I used to compete in tournaments. Stuff like that mm -hmm. with Magic the Gathering. I could see them doing different realms within the Magic the Gathering kind of setting. But mm -hmm. I think I would make that more animated than I would make it a live action adaptation. Because I think it flows better when you're going through different types of styles and different universes within those realms. It's just mm -hmm. easy to cross over with animation versus live action. Now, if they did choose to do live action, I would go with a TV series. Rather than actually, yeah. Movie. yeah, that makes sense. A, a whole show, I, I think they could be able to actually, you know, flesh out, you know, different universes, different characters. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm rocking with a show, but yeah, I don't think it needs to be live action. They already no. have Dungeons and Dragons for that. And that's also something else that they're developing over there, right? Another Dungeons and Dragons movie or no? They just said they're going to expand on it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, then, you know, doing a Magic the Gathering thing is smart. People still play Magic the Gathering. People still enjoy going to the tournaments. I think this would be an interesting concept. My Little Pony, Pippet the Pig, he has his own TV series. My son watches it all the time. I don't need to see, sit through a 90-minute uh, movie about Pippet the Pig. Oh, but you will one day. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, I will. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to go into the Barbie. Let's Unless you it. have the... But I think you said that you had something else that you wanted to talk about uh, as well before that, right? Yeah, Mattel's uh, lineup. I don't know if you saw theirs. No. Okay, well, I think this was Hasbro trying to compete <laughs> Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Mattel's lineup of uh, certain uh, franchises and brands that they're adapting into movies. And once again, I think some of these have already had movies. Um, but the list include, uh, I saw Uno, Magic 8 Ball, uh, Hot Wheels and Barney I've seen news about. Because uh, I know Daniel Kaluuya is doing an R-rated Barney movie. Uh, Wishbone, Thomas the Tank Engine, American Girl, Polly Pocket, and Rock'em Sock'em Rocket. I would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I would seriously watch Rocket Soccer Room. I don't care. I really want to see what they do with Uno, though, because that's probably going to cause a lot of arguments. That's not how we do that. But my question is this. It's like, damn it, Tom, you skipped my turn again. Brought four. No, that, is we reversed. Is it just a guys just sitting around a table playing Uno and they're just bitching the whole entire time or what? That's what I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. That Uno movie could probably cause a lot of debates. That's, they can actually do that for a cheap thing of six million. <laughs> they don't even have to spin up. And... You're right. You're right. I mean, come on. All you have to do is go to Walmart. Walmart, get a thing of Uno cards, get a camera, and that's it. You don't even have to do special effects. There's no stuff. We'll direct it ourselves. <laughs> For free. <laughs> I just don't know how they can do it. I just don't. And then Thomas the Train. No yeah, offense, they had a but... movie years ago with the, with the girl from Matilda. That was, that was so many years ago. I don't something. know what they could do now. <laughs> And American I can tell you girl. one thing. Thomas still goes choo-choo. There's, there's nothing there. And Magic 8-Ball. <laughs> Is that on the list? Are you, yeah. are you, this is like an April Fool's list. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do Magic 8 Ball and Barney and Wishbone and <laughs> American Girl and Polly Pocket. is this. Okay, Wishbones was in the 90s. Yeah, with the, the, the dog, right? <laughs> right. And I had to say it. In 2023 world, how is that going to cross over? And I hate to say it, but we're—I'm a 38-year-old man. I don't care about seeing Wishbone. Right, the only dog that like crossed hit over. My nostalgia. People in the 90s are also in their uh, late uh, 20s and early right. 30s now. So how is that going to relate to them in nostalgia ways? Unless they bring now, so unless uh, it's not going to be for us. It's going to be for us bringing in a new generation of kids to be able to go out and see just like how they did with Barbie. But I don't think it's going to transition the same way. Yeah, I don't know. Just, Wish, Wishbone's not Clifford. I'm 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 conflicted. <laughs> um, let's see what else to... Uh, and what else did you say that they were doing? Uh, I mentioned... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Hot Wheels, Barney, American Girl, and Polly Pocket. Now, the American Girl and Polly Pocket, I think they had director video anime movies years ago. So, so I don't know what they can do with those now. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I can see them trying to pull us in as a, uh, because I have kids. I have a 11 year old. So yeah. I wanted to bring in some nostalgia for just saying, hey, look, I grew up with this. I think you would enjoy this too. Let's go see Wishbone. That would be the only draw because this is not They're for us. This is for the, the kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be wishing that I was not in the theater, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, what else did they have as far as Mattel goes? You said the Magic 8-Ball? Yep, uh, Uno I mentioned, Hot Wheels, uh, the, the Barney movie uh, I've mentioned. All you have to do is put Vin Diesel in Hot Wheels. Yes, it's family. We're going on this track 15 times, but at the end of the day, you know who we have? Family. Yeah. I am Hot Wheels. <clears throat> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> you know what? You don't even sound like Vin Diesel. You, you sound like he smoked a bunch of cigarettes. Just to sound like Diesel, because that's how he sounds. You can hardly hear him. <laughs> but uh, Hot Wheels, I can see. Soccer, uh, soccer robots, I can see. Magic 8-Ball? Is it going to be like Jumanji? Dude, where they shake get it? Into the, shake it. Shake it real good. Uh, but no, I was just wondering. Is it going to be like where they shake it and it's like outlook not so good? They get sucked into the Magic 8-Ball and then whenever you shake, that's what they, they, that's what happens? Because I think I can, I can totally see them trying to turn into a horror movie. Like, easily. <laughs> <laughs> just like they're trying to do with Barney. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Um, but anyways, let's talk about Barbie. Yeah. And so, I'm not the demographic. I even <laughs> thought that this movie wasn't going... I ate my words. People are going back. They're bringing their kids. They're going... Because you have the mother and daughter dynamic, where it's like, I play with Barbies, you play with Barbies. I have this connection with her. Therefore, I'm let's go and see Barbie. So, I totally understand it. I'm actually happy it made everything, too. And I also like the fact that Margaret Robbie made a bold statement to how she pitched... Because this yep. movie is going to be a billion-dollar movie. And um, and she wasn't wrong. She made bank on it. Um, I want to make history. I can't do an Australian accent. I know she's Australian. She's not British. <laughs> But to know that it reaches one billion at the box office, yes, and, it's, and no movie in Warner Brothers history has sold so many tickets so fast. The studio said of the movie directed by Greta Gerwig. But yep. also, too, get this: Barbie bitch slapped Batman: The Dark Knight with yes, her purse domestically alone. That's wild. He went. Christian Bale goes, "I am Batman." To I am Batman because of the fact that no, he's kidding. He <laughs> he's just kidding. Yeah. But to know that. And Barbie made a billion dollars. And yep. it ended up destroying The Dark Knight, which is the highest grossing movie of Christopher Nolan and everything. That is mind-boggling. I would never have thought in a billion years that would actually happen. What about you? Yeah, man, that's just it's surreal. <laughs> Beating The Dark Knight, I never would have expected. And the fact that it could possibly outdo Mario in less than two months... <laughs> Exactly, man. And also, too, I mean, this goes to show you when people said that, oh, nobody wants to see any type of girl movies or anything like that. And Hollywood just and nobody wants to see that. It just goes to show you how wrong they were. Yeah. And I'm rooting for this movie. I'm rooting for it. I'm happy that people have the fan base for Barbie, even though I'm not the demographic for it or anything like that. But I still yeah. root for movies and people that are movies that people love, even though I might not like them or anything per se. But that's just in the front row. Jamie, how you doing? Barbie is like, yep, Barbie, Barbie is, is like for Jamie. But I'm ex I'm happy I'm happy that Barbie did. Yeah. You know? And also too, you have you have to look at this. Other films have also challenged the notion including Wonder Woman, which was directed by Patty Jenkins and starred Gal Gadot and collected 823 million worldwide to Warner Brothers in 2000. And you also have Captain Marvel, which was directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Flick mm -hmm. and starring Bria Larson and it took in 1.1 billion for Disney in 2009. Mm -hmm. And then we're not even going to talk about this. Twilight, based on Stephanie Mayer's novel and starring Christian Stewart, was <laughs> directed by Catherine Hardwick, Hardwicky. It collected 408 million for Lionsgate in 2008, starting right. a blockbuster franchise, which is no, because don't forget, people who love watching movies that are based on novels and stuff like that. And even though the Twilight films are not for me, I do appreciate the people that are rooting for it and loves, you yeah. know, but. 
you know, also too, I have to mention that uh, this uh, Gerwig is has so much money, about 140 million, to make such a pink movie. The studio signed Miss Gerwig and Margaret Robbie, who played the title role, the contract that did not include provisions for sequels. So another thing that's working for Barbie and everything too, it's something that we haven't seen before, and everybody's like glamoring all the way to comic book movies and everything else, and people are looking for something different now. People are looking for something unique, authentic, and Barbie did it for them. They're bringing in their daughters, mother and daughter dynamics, like and things like that. So it's working, and it's incredible for the way it's working. Oh, absolutely! I can't wait to see how far this goes. Like it's got a, it's got a, it's got a long, long, <laughs> long way to go up until Oscar season. So I'm, I'm very excited to see <laughs> what it does. <laughs> and. I want to just mention this. Josh Goldstein, which is Warner Brothers uh, president of Worldwide Movie Marketing, backed Barbie with a thundering promotional campaign. But it was a woman who, especially early on, pushed Barbie ahead. Ever there was an example of why Hollywood needs more women in positions of power, this was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman said, I feel like this movie speaks to women. This movie needs to be presented by women who understand Barbie, and it needs to be directed by a woman. Because if you Absolutely. direct it by a man, it's going to be over-sexualization. Oh, film Barbie Twitter is. would have been a nightmare. <laughs> this would be directed by Michael Bay. No, <laughs> that was... don't even put that out there. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, because if a man touched this movie, it would be over-sexualization. It would have oh, been... the explosions. <laughs> the explosions. <laughs> Michael Bay. But... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I just, I'm just thrilled over the billion dollars, and I cannot praise enough. But I'm you know, I'm, go- I'm, you know what? Jamie challenged me to check it out whenever it comes out on Blu-ray or DVD, even though she wants me to see it in theaters. I'm gonna go on ahead and see it on Blu-ray and stuff. And I'm like, I am gonna do a review. Oh. And I all talked about it. We're gonna do a review on. It. Okay, Ken, I hear you. I hear you, Ken. Yep. <laughs> Ken, I hear you. But um, it's just incredible at what has been done with Warner Brothers and showing that you don't need superhero movies to see. You just need to make something authentic. Um, but is there anything else as far as uh, movie news goes that you want? Well, uh, well, since this is going to be a continuous of shows that we'll be doing uh, from time to time, uh, we probably will be covering the strike the next time we'll be on together. Because uh, we'll do a small piece on that. <laughs> I said we'll do a small piece on that. Hopefully the strike and everything okay. um, has smoothed it over. Because I want to do it where it's basically, if I'm going to do the strike, I want to do it right. I want to do it where oh, basically okay, the strike. Right, right, okay, right. <laughs> exactly, strike right. Uh, but yeah, I want to do it when it's right. Because I want to focus on the positive of it where finally the writers and actors get equal share pay. And to where mm-hmm. you actually have a story now to where it's positive rather than focusing on the naked. Because right now, mm-hmm. all it is is na- the negative. And I want to focus mostly on the positive once yeah. the deals and everything are in place things like that right now i think it's just best to just let it right they're keeping it low-key they're keeping it quiet so we too are going to be quiet until the strike is right that should be the follow-up <laughs> to the price is right <laughs> and the strike first absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but anyways western thank you so much for do- joining me for this segment uh guys if you really like this new segment the way that I, that we're doing it please tell me in the comments below smash that like button smash that comment button I what you guys think of barbie making 15 million and making a billion dollars and also too are you guys excited about nerf are you guys excited about magic the gathering are you excited about mattel's story or are y'all checking out some- 
<laughs> right. Another thing too is, is if there's something that we haven't covered, tell us in the comments and we'll try and cover that story for you. And we'll break it down and do what we what we do best. But don't forget to follow the Western Wonder on your on his podcast. He just dropped a new episode. I'm gonna let him do some PR marketing for that episode. Oh well, thank you very much, sir. Well, uh just recently earlier on, I just dropped a new review for They Clone Tyronch, uh released on Netflix less than a month ago. Has it been a month? Yeah, I think so. So it's a great movie and uh hope you guys check it out coming up next for me is a review of cocaine bear something i'm excited to review that was that was my oscar championing movie early on and i don't know anymore <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so got, going ahead and also too we actually i just dropped and we'll got we'll catch you guys on the next one have a great and safe night and bye bye bad fingers <laughs>